Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. After some less than subtle supplication from Caddo, Bishop Gerhard gave up much more information regarding his wretched rats issue and the basement bother they had caused. The five friends felt it high time that someone seriously probed the problem. After all, robbing holy relics was an act of considerable criminality that should not go unchecked. Downstairs, the obvious telltale signs of vacant spaces confirmed that the vault had indeed been vanquished of its valuables. The team sprung into action in an attempt to ascertain exactly how the heinous heist had taken place. Some sleuthing revealed a concealed corridor in which they encountered some crudely cobbled together traps. What lay beyond was a roller coaster of a ride down a dark descent. With cheap thrills and much innuendo, Kuin and Caddo enjoy their jolly jaunt and arrive at their destination, wherever that may be, with three wheels still on their wagon. Episode 71 Hats, bats, and rats. Housekeeping, people. Housekeeping. Now, it is not going to take a genius to figure out that I have acquired the awful flu bug that is sweeping our nation. I believe they've dubbed it Kraken or something. Anyway, thanks to our doting DM, I rolled a nap one on my dex check to avoid it, and thus, Alora has mysteriously fallen ill between watching her companions disappearing on their minecart mission and the embarkation of hers. If there is much snuffling, sneezing, coughing and spluttering, not to mention moaning and groaning, please do forgive me over the next couple of episodes. I'm really not very well, but we needed to get more recorded material before we ran short of content to edit and stream. Such is how we suffer for our art. All that said, now, on with our episode. Okay, so where we left it off last session, uh, Kewin and Caddo, accompanied with Pickle, had made it to the very bottom of this uh, mine track, um, of the, this car, on this cart. Uh, they'd smashed a bit of the cart up on the way down as they hit a wall, uh, but you made it safely down to the bottom with very little damage taken, and uh, your minecart caught the spurs caught on the hooks about 20 foot before the end of the track, slowing you down to a halt. Uh, up at the top of the track, we were left with Esther, Ogvar and Elora, uh, who were deciding what to do. Dum dum dum. Ogvar, what are we... What, we we're just going to get in this thing or what? 
not entirely sure. Um, so we don't know whether they've reached the end or, or if they've... Uh... Well, I don't think that we've got a lot of choice, so are you going to go up front or what? I can do, I suppose. I can, I can get in, I can... It's going to be a tight, it's going to be a tight squeeze. Oh, yes. So just to confirm that this is a five foot from the trap to the ceiling of this mine shaft. And the cart is a low sided cart on the rails, is it? Yeah, so it's it's a low sided cart. So the sides of the cart probably, the top, it's probably about two and a half foot off the floor. So when you get into the cart, you're not that far off the floor. It's quite low down. You've got five foot clearance, but the, the cart, si- cart side's kind of halfway up that distance. Okay, so we've got about two and a half foot to squeeze into the mine cart. Right, okay. That'd be tighter for Ogvar. Um, right, well, yeah. okay, Ogvar. You are um, dropping down into the cart, I believe, anyway. Right. Um, Laura is just going to, there's something she wants to do. The first thing she's going to do is she's going to shake the pouch on her side. Um, Rowan, Rowan, I want you out of this pouch in case you get squashed. It's quite tight in this minecart. Can you come out? And maybe you can Rowan, follow us. Rowan falls out with a whee! And promptly flutters off into the darkness. Okay, guy, that, that's good. That's him sorted. Um, presumably, Alora would have... She would have been aware of the sound of the minecart getting quicker as they left on theirs, as they disappeared into the darkness. Yeah, so you would, would she, have... can can she assume that there is obviously like a decline as they leave this point that they left from? Um, make me a make me a listen check and then a wisdom check, please. Actually, no, oh. listen is wisdom based, so actually, no, just make me a listen check. Qin and I weren't very quiet on our way down, so there was plenty of noise to listen out for. <laughs> okay, that's uh. That's an 18 all in. Okay, so yeah, with an 18, you would have heard the cart take off with a And as you've as you've kind of been listening, you've heard Kewin and Colin whooping and making all sorts of various noises which have echoed back up to you. But you've also heard at various different points the cart going and speeding up and clearly like the wheels clunking faster and then slowing dramatically and then speeding dramatically. So you've heard that there have been several changes of pace. Right, yeah. okay. You could you could infer that, yeah. Okay, so based on this, Alora is going to remove her hat from okay. off her head. Okay, so she's going to take a long look. I suppose when I say a long look at the hat, like maybe a six second look. And during this time, as she looks at her hat, deciding what to do with it, her thoughts drift to her parents, Reuben and Yana, because um, obviously they were milliners from a long line of milliners. Um, they make good money from the high-end headwear that they produce and sell uh, to the upper echelons of society in Thrabun. Um She also then thinks fondly of her two brothers, Arlen and Rannan. Um, and looking at the hat, it's a tradition when the children leave home um, the parents make them a bespoke hat and obviously this hat was made for her when she left um, so looking at it it's a black leather bushman's hat covered in black and white snake skin it's got cork hangers around the outside of the brim um, and she has um, they're hooked on so that you can actually take the corks off and replace something else on if you want 
Um, the only other thing about the hat as she looks at it is it got a large white feather token in the hat band, which is something that the party have picked up along the way. So as she's looking at the hat, she realises that she's not contacted her family for many weeks. So she's kind of instantly thinking they're going to be really worried. Um, so she's going to make a mental note to do that as soon as possible. And after thinking that, she's going to place the hat in Orland for safekeeping. So um, she's going to tap on Orland and say, um, Orland, can you look after my hat for me? It's really precious, so I don't want to lose it. Yep. Orland opens up right away and takes your hat. As you're looking at your hat, as with most milliners and most um, most people who offer bespoke services, uh, there is a in the very centre of the hat there is a patch of fabric with their um, their logo on. For ex- um, so you, their, their logo is something very f- uh, familiar to you, and obviously some details like made in um, made in Selhof and and etc. etc. Um, is there anything personal on your hat? Perhaps something they've deliberately inscribed? Um, she'd probably have her name stitched into it. They'd have done that in like a nice fine fabric onto their label. Um, so obviously it's got her name, it's got a Laura Grey veil on it. Um, it's probably got something like with love mum and dad, I would imagine. Um, because their parents made one each for her brothers who were older than her when they left. Um, but yeah, I mean, she treasures her hat out of the fact that whatever she, journey she's going on, on this low slung cart thing, um, she just doesn't want to lose the hat. So she, she's placing it into Orland, asked Orland to keep it for her, to so keep it safe. Um, Sam, your eye on stone, was it, did, it was going round the brim of your hat, wasn't it? It was. So have, you taken it, see- have you taken it off the hat before you've put it away? Um, I didn't state that, so I'm going to say no. So what I will do is I will adjust. Uh, I'm just on. aware. I'm just. I'm just aware it's useful to you, so you don't want to put it away in a pocket. Uh, I didn't state it to be honest with you because I didn't state it. So if I'm putting the hat away, the iron stone is staying with the hat for now, and I'll right, make that's... a note of that on my sheet so that I know. Yeah, I um, apologise. I just said Selhof. Now I meant Haven Goal. Parents of Haven Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so yep, yeah, you put your hat away. Orland opens right up, and you know you put your hat in there, and he bleh, as he closes, um, here it's like shimmy and a bit of a as he gives a little bit of a shake, does a bit of a samba dance with his new chainmail skirt. Um, okay, so you've put your hat into Orland. Are you getting into the cart? I am. I'm going to shimmy and squeeze my way into the cart, and I'll I'll have to shimmy my way down and sit quite close up against the back of um, Ogfar because we need to leave room for Esther on the back so it's going to be a bit of a tight fit with three of us. Yep. So Esther, Esther follows you down. Um, she goes, oh, ex- excuse me, dearies. Um, sorry, I've got bony knees. And she shimmies in behind you, um, pl- plastered quite tight against your back, Elora. Um, and you can feel she, she kind of wraps her hands around you and kind of grabs on for dear life. And she goes, right, um, well, uh, Away we go then. I'm just gonna adjust my cloak to my uh, left hand side. Just pull it, just pull it across out the way so that it's going down diagonally across my back to my left hand side. So it's just leaving yeah. my right hand side exposed, just so it doesn't okay. get caught up. Okay, so you're all in the cart now. Yeah. 
Ogvas okay. at the front, Alora in the middle, and Esther at the back. Yep. Ogvas sort of like leaning forward, he's got like his hands on the side of his head, sticking his sticking his neck out as far as he can just to, so he can see what's coming down the track. A bit of anticipation. Anticipation and excitement. I think. A bit like Scooby Doo style. I think yeah. Alora would have. Um, there was nowhere to tie her dagger to with the light on it. So I think she. To be honest with you, she, she's not sure she's going to see where she's going anyway because all it's going to do is blind her if she holds it up in front of her. So she's just going to extinguish the light and hope for the best. Okay. That's the spirit. Can I just say? Yeah. Didn't the lodestone... Just... Close your eyes and hope. ...come out of Alora's hat? Um... Although it went round her hat, it was not actually attached to her hat. Oh, what you mean... What, the no, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't attached to the hat, but it was going round the brim, wasn't it? So uh, yeah. that's what, the only. Oh, yeah, that's why I thought it was round... what it was doing. So whether or not yeah, when you take your hat off, it stays over your head or not, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't imagine know how it so. It's actually going round her head. It's just that the hat was in the way. I would imagine that it's. She's lifted the hat, so I assume it's going to continue to go around the hat. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, Okay, uh, so Spencer and Garland, do you remember if you had lights lit when you went down the track? I seem to remember you saying something about us passing sconces as we went down. Yeah, okay. Do you remember that, Colin? Yeah. Yeah, there was, I'm, I'm pretty sure there it was, was lights because you told us light. we could see how dangerous it was. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. Okay, so Laura, you extinguish your light and with that, a vast amount of what you can see disappears I'm not sure that that was a good idea but I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to hang on to it and I can't tie it to anything there's nothing to tie it to it just I'm, I, at this point she just buries her head into the back of Ogvar's back okay so are you unhooking the cart Seen a reason why not? Okay, so you unhook the cart. Yeah. And you begin, you begin to roll forwards, oh, and God. you hear the slow kuchuk, 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 as the cart begins to build up pace. Oh. Okay. So as you start off, you very quickly build up speed. Um, and you start off down the corridor and it's not long before you see ahead of you a sharp left hand bend is this Coaching in one of the wall sconces we can see it yep so you've got these intermittent wall sconces they're very right. they're very dim low things they're very guttering and uh you can you can kind of see where they've been kind of burning up the walls and leaving these big black soot marks which are kind of spreading out um <laughs> But no, in this in this dim light you see ahead of you, as you've picked up enough speed to be kind of going at a fairly decent clip now, uh, a very sharp left-hand turn. Ogvar does anyway. <laughs> oh, yes, Ogvar does. Okay, uh, there's a bend coming up. Oh, at this point, Laura's going to pop her eyeballs just over Ogvar's uh, right-hand shoulder and just see what he's talking about. And she's going to go... Oh. Okay. 
Uh, so I take it you're going to be pulling on the brake at this point. Yeah. Please. Trying to slow yourself down. Is Ogvar the brake man? Uh, you're at the front. <laughs> okay, I'm the brake man. Okay, so you can make me a reflex save. Don't put any um, armor penalties on it. Just make me a straight reflex save. Reflex save. And that would be a 18. Okay, yeah. So as you see this this corner coming up, you kind of you pull up on the brake and you feel it kind of slow down. You feel the force behind it. It's this kind of this wooden pole basically judders in your hand. Um, but you slow down enough that by the time you get to the corner, you release and you're able to pass smoothly round. So once you've passed around this corner, you can see that again, it's these really rough hewn stone walls, very tunneled looking, very um, man-made, so to say. Um, but as you pass around this corner, you then drop down and you drop down at an even steeper angle than previously. And you begin picking up speed and you pick up more and more speed. And at this point, the cart's wheels are just rolling over each other and getting this very um, wooden sound. Um, and in the light that's uh, very dim light illuminating ahead of you, you can see another corner, and this time it's pulling to the right. Um, so, Ogvar, you can make me another reflex save. And that's going to be a 25. Yeah. So with a 25, you're almost perfect to the point you get it to slow down just enough so that when you release the brake, you travel really smoothly around the corner, you've got both wheels on the track, and you're able to kind of really control the pace and slow it down. And um, always be beating him on the back with the flat of a hand going, oh, well done, Ogfar, just keep that up. I don't like I this think I get the hang of this now. Oh, don't break get is, cocky. Breaking's cheating. <laughs> okay. If you don't, don't. Indeed. So Drive it you... like you stole it. <laughs> so as you pass around this corner, the next bit ahead of you is very sparsely illuminated. You drop out of this, you, you kind of roll out of this pool of light which had illuminated the corner and you enter this kind of long section of darkness as there's no sconces at all. And this again, it's really quite a steep angle you're picking up a hell of a lot of speed you're moving really quickly um and for about a minute or so you are just traveling in darkness and you can see ahead of you a pinprick of light uh which gradually gets closer and stronger uh, but by the time you're able to kind of see this pool of light clearly you can see that it's illuminating another bend uh this bend heading towards the right again uh, so, Ogvar, you're going to be pulling on the brake, I'm guessing. Alora yes, is, Alora is now screaming down Ogvar's right ear. <laughs> A voice trailing away behind her as she goes. <laughs> That's not helping! <laughs> okay, so maybe Come on, Ogvar! Day. I don't like this! That will be a... 31. Oh no, 21. Oh, I was going to say 31. I thought you said 31 as well. <laughs> 21. Yeah, 21's going to do it, yeah. Um, so as you approach this pool of light, this again, this next sharp hand turn, You, uh, I, I would say you almost drift around the corner, but you don't. You keep it on the tracks. Um, oh, and again, you, you manage to slow it down. And you're really pulling back on this um, 
this brake to get it to slow down to the point where you've got kind of like the squealing of the wheels and you kind of um, make me a spot check both of you both of us okay oh uh, a spot uh, that's a 19 all in for Melora yeah uh, 26 for Ogvar yeah okay so why did I roll like this in combat? <laughs> so, so both of you, on your peripheral vision, you're able to see sparks flying from the wheels of the cards, uh, kind of trailing behind you and bouncing on the floor. Um, and Ogvar, you you get around this corner, it's nice and smooth, you get it right down to a slow speed, come around the corner, you release the brake, and you are met with a sharp drop. And this drop is almost at a 45 degree angle down. Um right. At this point, can Alora see this from over his shoulder? Ah! Mm, <laughs> make me a spot check. <clears throat> That's a 19 all in. No, sorry, yeah, 18 okay. all in. Right. Yeah, you can you can see this sharp drop over, over from over Ogbar's shoulder, yeah? At this point, Laura is losing it. She is going to kind of not jump up from a seat but she's going to go up and over in one swift motion so that her waist is over Ogvar's right shoulder she's throwing her arms down um, to the right between Ogvar's legs grabbing the stick and pulling for all she's worth going ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay Ogvar how tall are you uh, five foot nine. Five foot nine. Okay, so you haven't got much room to be doing this in. Um, yeah, but I'm so literally you... just just going over his shoulder. I mean, my butt is going to be in. You know, my junk's going to be in Esther's face. But that's you know that's she doesn't care. Um, and she's just hands are going down to the right hand side as far as she can stretch. She's grabbing the stick between Ogvar's legs and she is yanking for all she's worth. She is terrified. Uh, okay. Um, what? You're... Sit in the front, you should have just said. Let's Let me get this right. Oh, look! Elora is yanking something. Yeah. Elora is yanking something between Ogvar's legs. <laughs> 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 oh. oh dear! I mean, While having her dunk just... in the, the rear of his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's not. Uh, she's the, just, the pictures. She's going for what she thinks is the break. I'm assuming it is the break. But I do get the break, don't I? <laughs> I did say it was dark. I'm beginning yeah. to think this is a bad idea. <laughs> um, if, if we, if we, if we hear. I somehow thought the brake handle would be larger. Ogvar, <laughs> if we hear Ogvar shout, "Ooh, <laughs> we know we're in trouble." <laughs> uh, I'm more questioning how you haven't got much clearance here. No, there's like well, I know there isn't, but she's throwing herself up and forward so that she's doing it one swift motion. So she's just literally rolling over his shoulder and down. So it's only going to be the height, the thickness of her body 
going over his, his shoulder. Where's her head going to be? Who's? Her head? Well, it's just leaning forward in the minecart, isn't it? It's her hands that are going down between his legs. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh, guys. I well, going down under. I mean, I'm, yeah. try I'm, I'm trying to create a mental image, and I have to say it's, it's, a, it's unnerving. <laughs> um, right, you're going to have to disturbing. make me a tumble check. You're going to have to make me a tumble check to see if you can even do that, or whether your butt gets caught in the ceiling. A tumble check. Um, I've got to find tumble. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, you said it was dark it. as well, so I assume we've got to check if she gets the right stick. Will a 20 all in do it? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, 20 will do it. I'm just... Uh, okay. Um, I mean, she's kind of stuck um, like that. She's not going to retract from her position. She's terrified. Yeah, okay, you're gonna to have to make me a strength check to see how well you get on and pulling the brake when you're not anchored to anything. Um right strength check. Strength check, yeah. I'm glad you said you were just gonna be stuck there, because oh. if you come round the last corner with your head bobbing up and down in that position, myself and Kewin are gonna get completely the wrong idea. <laughs> uh we've got a five all in for that one. She'd be pulling with her elbows, not upwards. She'd be pulling with her elbows, pulling kind of up and back. You, yeah, no, you're you're not you're not. You're upside down in the inverted position. <laughs> She's piking in the minecart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. The most you do is you lob yourself forwards. Is you nearly damn near unseat Esther, who gives a bit of a scream and a yelp from behind you. you get ah from behind you. As you flop yourself over Ogvar's shoulder, halfway into his lap, and um, you're trying to pull on the brake, but you just can't get any purchase. So you've now kind of got yourself kind of half folded over, half stuck yeah. on Ogvar's shoulder. And you're still going downhill at a 45 degree angle, yeah. picking up I, speed. Yeah, I think Elora would have just panicked. It's what she would have done. And of course, Orland's across the one side of her, so he'd have probably got a slap up the back of the head from Orland. Oh my god. So, Ogvar, <laughs> you now have a, a sorcerer slung over the one shoulder, an angry bag smacking you with its straps in the back of the head, and very little room to work with while pulling the brake, all while travelling downhill with increasing speed on a 45 degree angle. Could Kieran okay. and I hear them coming? Oh. Most likely, yes. Here. Yeah, Laura, Laura Kewin, listen out. They're coming. They're coming, mate. Listen out. <laughs> it doesn't sound very hopeful, though, does it? There's some odd noises, isn't there? <laughs> As you approach this corner, Ogvar, um, you will be attempting to pull the brake, uh, so you can make me a replay save, but you will be doing it with a minus four penalty. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we'll give it a go. Okay, so... Minus four, do you say? Yeah. Yeah, still 20. Still Bloody a 20. Hell. Right, okay. You! Laura's getting over short. He, he brings feet up and puts them on the front of the minecart and uses legs and his arm to pull back on the... Uh, and sort of trying to... Laura back into her seat. <laughs> She's not letting go of the stick. 
Kiwi, bearing in mind what it was like trying to stop our trolley at the end of this activity, do you think we might want to get out of ours in case they can't stop? Uh, well, see, you know, it, yeah, oh. it isn't the uh, uh, the best uh, idea to stay here. Um, I, yeah, I, let's I, get out. I, I, I'm, I I'm not I'm feeling good about myself it. as much as possible uh, against the side. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm no, with you. It, yeah, it, let's it, get it out of the cart and, and, and squeeze down, does it? <laughs> it, it? Sounds like they're bringing a zoo with them. <laughs> so, Kieran and um, Cado. At the end of the track, you kind of stood 20 foot off the end of the track and you've got these big kind of wooden bumpers at the end. Uh, you can see that ahead of you, right where the end of the track is, there is almost like a, an exit point to the left, um, which has clearly been designed so people can get out onto the side. Yeah, OK, I'll step out, step out and sort of yeah. stick myself down the start of but, the tunnel, but with my head poking out so I can see what's coming. Yes, I'll join him. <laughs> What are you doing with the minecart? Because uh, at the moment, well, the minecart is still... I can push it to off. the very end. Yeah. Okay. I'll push it so, to yeah, the you end. Push the mine... Yeah, you, you push the minecart to the end. And then I will... Um, join it. Join Kato. Uh, yeah. But okay. In the little tunnel. Yeah, we've taken Pickle with us as well, obviously. Yeah. Okay, so Ogvar, um, after... Performing a heroic brake check um, with half a, half a sorcerer slung over your shoulder, um, you, you manage to slow the the cart down just enough to kind of get round the corner. Uh, Elora, I'm assuming, is going to be screaming bloody murder. Um, oh yeah, you know it. Esther's not faring much better. Um, you hear a faint voice in the back go, "I think I'm going to be sick." <laughs> Don't you dare make a mess of my cloak. Don't you, don't go on my cloak. That's all I'm going to shout as it, my voice trails off backwards. Okay. So as you round this very sharp bend, um, <clears throat> you are greeted again on this same 45 degree angle, 20 foot ahead of you, another sharp bend, this time to the right. Um, Laura is just going to shriek. Break. Okay, so Ogvar, reflex save with a minus four penalty. Oh, Nat twenty. Okay. <laughs> man's on fire. <laughs> so are the wheels. It's going to be it for the year, this though, isn't it? Yeah, don't too early. Get him out of the way quick. Twenty twenty three done. So, um, someone pick me a 50% increment. 25 to 75. 25 to 75. Inside good or outside good? Inside good. <laughs> 92. Oh, fuck. Bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So, Ogvar, as you round the corner... It is an almost heroic effort that you pull back on the brake, simultaneously rolling your shoulder and shoving Elora back into her place behind you. Um, as as you just about, you literally feel the wheels on the uh, right-hand side. You literally feel the wheels 
pull off the track and teeter slightly before dropping back down as you round the corner. As you drop down round the corner, make me another reflex save. Well, good. Uh, still minus four. No, just no, just a straight reflex save. Okay, straight reflex. Uh, that's going to be 18. Alora's ponytail is now whipping Esther around the face. Yeah, you can hear her. You can hear her. Um, she's not very happy about that. She's just spluttering and choking on it. <laughs> you are able to duck out of the way in time. Elora, make me a reflex save with a minus four penalty. <coughs> Sorry, just dying. Just dying here, just a minute. Hey, it's a reflex. It sounds like it's quite dusty up that uh, tunnel. We never had that problem. Oh. I, I think I think we might have kicked up some dust on our way down, Kewin. It, it, it could be causing a problem. Uh, uh, seven and a... Could do. Seven I mean, eleven. Eleven minus four. Seven. Seven. Okay. It's a whole seven. As, as in front of you, Ogvar ducks to the one side. You are greeted, or rather, your face greets Rowan's backside. As he is now plastered <laughs> across your face. Uh, what was that? Yeah, you're bat. You've literally your bat has been minding his own business, scooting down this tunnel ahead of you, full flat out. And as you've come round this corner, Ogfar's dodged, and Rowan has just his backside is plastered against your nose, and his wings are over your eyes, and they're going as he's plastered against your face. Um, Do I, you I can know hear him. What? Would I, oh, I would know what this was because I can hear him. Well, you can smell that, and you can smell uh, mead, so you can, you can probably take a guess. <laughs> um, where am I going? Can't yeah. see. You, you, you hear his his terrified squeals as well. <laughs> Kewin, okay. Kewin, can you can you explain to me, Kewin, what exactly that is we're seeing coming down the path at us? I don't know, but I'm I'm, I'm I mean, going to get got... my shield and sword ready. <laughs> <laughs> It's got four arms, two legs pointing upwards, and the, the one of them's got the face of a bat, <laughs> or, or a bat for a face. Some <coughs> things swiggling about in the background, and it's making this terrible coughing noise. Oh God! Okay. I mean, that's not what we put in the cart at the top, is it? That's <laughs> that's definitely not what we were expecting to come down. Okay, so you've come around this corner, Ogfar, dodged a bat. And you now can see ahead of you, there is about 40 foot of track left before it stops. What are you doing? I am going to... Um, not before, I'm going to really sort of dig my heels into the front board of the of the little minecart thingy. And both hands on the lever and sort of use my legs with my arms to really sort of push with my legs and lean back and push Laura back to the back of the car almost onto the top of the <laughs> okay so make me a reflex save no penalties okay. uh, that's going to be uh, a 25 <laughs> yeah a 25 okay you you lean back with so much force pulling so hard on this brake that you, you the brakes lock on and there is this horrific squealing noise as they are just locked solid. You see sparks flying. Esther goes, Aah! from the back. And, and Laura's just yeah. screaming. 
you come to a halt uh, before the spurs would have caught on the rope. And as you kind of lean there and you're kind of in this state of shock, there's a pop and you're left with a break in your hand. What's going on? What's going on? I don't like this. I want to get off. I want to get off. Oh, no one likes a backseat driver. Do something. Well, Kewin, I think I think it's our friends, Kewin, but I'm not sure they're all in the same places. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, yes. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. Is that the dust? <coughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, all you that dust we kicked up, young and, and lady. Be, I think, mate, one of them oh. seems to have acquired the face of a bat. Yeah. Yeah, Rowan, Rowan promptly oh, peels laura. off your face and... <laughs> ah, ah, it's a Laura. It must be Rowan. Ah, so it's peels... a different way of carrying your bat. So he peels off my face and falls forward into my lap. Yeah, he literally, yeah. where he's been pinned against your face like that, as you come to a stop, he literally just kind of stays frozen for a minute and then just slowly slides down and then forward into your lap. <laughs> a bit like a pancake. Oh, Fantastic. Alora is still screaming. She's screaming into Ongvar's ear. Floyd himself and, and sit up in the cart and sort of <laughs> turn around to Alora with the brake in his hand. Yeah. We stop now, so pull yourself together. Ongvar on the head with the. <laughs> with what's remaining of the handle. She's still screaming. <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, turn to Cado and Kieran. I've had the way here all the way from both of them. It's quite an exciting ride, though, isn't it, Ogvar? I mean, I, I, I mean, in nicer times, I'd quite like to do it again. I've got to hope that's not the way back, though, because pushing the car up that hill is going to be horrible, isn't it? Well, I suppose so. Yes, but hopefully, we I don't know where we're going. Yeah. Okay. They've it from somewhere. Yeah. Well, having seen the way you arrived, if we do have to go back the way, I'm going with Kuin again. <laughs> I think I've got the hang of it now. Elora, from behind you, you feel Esther kind of give you a kick forward, and she just kind of almost flops over the side of the cart and then stands up. And when all of you look at Esther, her hair, which was down, um. <clears throat> Her hair has been blown back from her face. You can see these kind of wispy, curly, orange, like fiery red strands are now kind of pointing backwards at a 45 degree angle from her face. And you can see her, her eyebrows have also kind of separated with the wind and they're also pointing kind of upwards direction. Um, her face looks like it's almost permanently been frozen in surprised expression. Um, <laughs> and she she stands there, she, oh, well, um, uh, that was... um. Quite the thrill. Um, do stop screaming, dearie. I'd hate to have to slap you. <laughs> okay. You feel a stinging impact on your cheek as Esther, full on, five finger, slaps you around the face. Ow! Ow! Well, you've stopped screaming now. Well, you look I, like you had fun there, ladies. I didn't like that. I just... That, 
no, I'm not doing that again. Rowan, Rowan, oh, she's, I'm going to climb out and I'm going to peel my bat off the bottom of the minecart floor. Yeah. I'm going to hold him up by one wing and say, Rowan, are you okay? Rowan, I'm just going to shake him. Rowan, Rowan. <laughs> yeah, um, Rowan's fairly... Knee bag. Rowan. Yeah, he, he, he kind of flips around and, and flutters off your hand and, and just gives really indignant squeaks. <laughs> um, Alora, I don't I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, Alora, but you, you appear to have lost your hat on the journey. No, it's fine. Orland's got it. Hey, Orland, can I have my hat back, please, darling? No. Ah, good idea. Put your hat in there. Pat in the bag. We should have what thought of that, Kewin. What do you mean, no? Honestly, woman, you could have put my life in severe danger there. What did you think you were doing? Weird acrobatics. I, I was just trying to help. I was terrified. Please can I have my hat back? Nope. Somebody get me away from this mad woman. That's not very nice. I've just bought you some chainmail. Well, we have anyway. Neither was putting my bag life in danger. I'm a bag for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whilst you lot have been larking about in your cart, Kewin and I have found this passage here, which we think is probably the way out. So, uh, if you if you finished adjusting your um your attire, ladies and gents, uh, I reckon it's this way. I haven't. Will somebody please tell Orla to give me my hat back? <laughs> I really want my hat back. It's got my iron stone around it and everything. I want my hat back. Orla, please come on. I've been really good to you. Orland doesn't say anything. He's sulking. Orland, old chap. Uh, uh, yeah, what's up, Pam? I tell you what, if you, I'm, I'm sure if you gave her her hat back, then uh, I'm sure we could get her to give you a good rub down with that uh, bad <laughs> wax. You know, uh, sort of well, like we'll... a compensation. Ogfars already you... told him that he'd give him a rub down what with do you think? bad butter. Are you pimping out a Laura? Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yes. There's a whole lot of Laura's going to flex. Laura's going to flex her fingers at this at Wall and go, please, can I have my hat back? Basically, she loves grabbing hold of things and yamming on them. So, uh, but, I, but I, I honestly think, you know, rather than poor old uh, Ogva giving it the, the bag a bit of butter, I think Elora Here should it. give the bag a bit of butter. Jimmy, are you, are you jealous? Do I detect him? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not a bad. So, uh... i tell you what, if you promise that she's not going to do that, I will. But you don't want you, you don't want no bag butter off for Laura? No, I haven't I got don't. the bag butter. Ogfar does the buttering up round here. Oh, for, 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 for Ravison's sake, here you go. And he chucks your hat onto the floor. And he goes, right, now someone else get me. I don't want to be carried by you. Oh, you're really unkind. I've done so many nice things for you, Orland. You're my friend. I'm gonna. I'm not happy. So she's gonna take the bag off and she's handing it to Ogvar and she says, "You have him. He's he's really stroppy. I don't understand it." She's gonna bend down. I wonder down. why. She's gonna bend down, pick her hat up, dust it off, and seat it back on her head. Okay. So where you're stood now, um, you've all kind of convened in this kind of little um, hewn out kind of. Uh, space it's not very tall it is a bit taller than the track the track was it's about six foot tall 
Um, so you kind of you can stand up full height in there, um, unless you're over six foot. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so looking at this tunnel, oh, I am six foot. Uh, your head is on the ceiling. Then, um, looking at this tunnel, uh, kind of, it's it's off to, it's off to the left of the track, uh, and straight ahead, kind of following in the same direction the track was going, you can see that this tunnel has been hewn out to kind of six foot high, and a bit wider. Um, and all along the floors, there's like wooden slats being boarded up, and it does go up at an angle. Do we you feel like we're in a mine? <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. This bit doesn't have the tracks, but it does have at certain points there are um, pieces of wood which have been like sleepers, which have been jammed into the wall and have been dug in, hammered in. There's been a couple of pitons shoved in just to kind of prop up with sections which don't look so stable. Um, so yeah, kind of. I, I guess it does, and these kind of wooden planks are embedded into the floor, really kind of worn down, and and kind of the dirt kind of comes over them a bit. They aren't done nicely. They are kind of you can see they're scrap planks. They've got fractured ends. They've got kind of half broken ends, uh, and they're not even or laid out kind of evenly. Okay, and is the passageway lit? Yeah, this passageway is lit. You've got a couple of burning sconces on either side. Is there any obvious evidence of of recent usage? Does it look like people have been going up and down, or some anything's been going up and down it? Make me a uh, search check. I was the wrong person All to ask us. that question. We, 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 should, we should have got the Blooming Ranger to do that. Uh, well, I'm going to say Caddo's the one who's looking, so just Caddo for the time being. Uh, what am I adding to that? Uh, is that a delivery? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, a 16 all in. Yeah, okay. So with a 16, you're looking particularly for evidence for clues that there have been people there recently. When you look at the floorboards, because this is obviously the part where people are going to walk on, you can see that there are um, the occasional half discernible footprint. Um, however, make me a knowledge nature check. <clears throat> That'd be 12 all in. Okay, so with the 12, looking at these tracks in front of you, you can clearly see um, what looks like people who've been wearing kind of boots, so human footprints, um, boot prints. Uh, but you can also make out a... Um, it's, it's a surprisingly even distribution between boot prints and what looks like some sort of animal print. You can also see in the wood there are some kind of gouges as if something is dragged through the wood. Um, kind of, you know, kind of scratched through the wood. You can see um, perhaps a couple of... This? Uh, this is just Spencer. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, this is just Caddo since so he's looking particularly for it. Uh, and you can also see um, what looks like some kind of gouge marks where things have been dragged or slid across the floor perhaps maybe in the wall slightly you can see some kind of very fresh kind of cuts in this rock uh, where it's scratched along the sides mm. just wondering if it's worth trying to get uh, pickle to tr scent track it i suppose we could give it a try couldn't we so uh, guys um uh, i don't know if you've noticed but well, whilst whilst you've been sorting out your bag and your hat and stuff there's footprints down here and there's animal prints 
And it looks like they've been dragging big heavy stuff because there's marks in the wall and things. I don't know if you can see that. Can you see all of that? And this is going uphill, is it? Yeah, yeah this is yeah, going uphill. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I, I reckon we're not the first people down here. Well, clearly yeah, not. It's not. I mean, this is obviously the route that they've taken to get the stuff out of the church basement. Well, I guess we're going to have to follow the trail, but just be aware that... Is that animal footprints? Is that some kind yeah. of creature? Yeah, there, there's animal prints and there's um, and there's boot prints. So I don't know if they've used some sort of dog sled or something to move the stuff or Does it look ponies. Fairly, does it look fairly recent? Uh, well, I'm I I, I mean I'm, I'm I've hunted, but I'm not an expert tracker, so I couldn't tell you exactly how old they are. But uh, Ogfa, fairly recently. Ogfa, Ogfa, have a look at the tracks. See if you could. Uh... My knowledge is only really uh, limited to the hinterlands, but uh, but uh, my pride. Okay, so Ogvar, you can either make me a tracking check or a knowledge nature check. I'll do. I'll do a track check. If that's okay. Go for it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's easy. 20. <laughs> what was that, sorry? Nat 20. Nat 20. Oh okay, God. so with a, the with a 20, you can see that some of these marks on the floor are, um, <clears throat> some of them are indeed older. Uh, they're more worn down. Uh, but there are some very fresh ones where you can see where the wood's been kind of, by these animal prints, it's been like kind of freshly clawed. Um, but the thing that surprises you looking at these tracks is, in fact, the animal prints. Looking at this kind of shape, this kind of uh, look of this track, you would say that this is a rat print. However, these marks are the size of your palm. Okay. So I'll bend down and have a look at them and sort of like scratch his head and sigh a little bit. And they certainly look like um, rodents, but very large rodents, like, like a like a, like a rat. But, uh, they seem far rat too big. Rodents that size? Must be very large. Ogfar, do you think the large rodents and the people are working together? I don't know. They, some some prints are older and some prints are newer. I, I, oh, right, okay. like well, to say. Bishop Gerhard did say that there were rats in the basement, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. I, I, I thought more like a mythological thing. Well, so did yeah, I. But... Yeah, I assumed it was a metaphor, but perhaps it wasn't. Perhaps there are human-sized rats down here. As you are knelt on the floor and you go to stand up, you also catch sight of something which really um, piques your interest. And as you kind of take a, like a shuffle slightly closer to look at it, you can see what appears to be uh, a crossing of tracks where a human's footprint, a footprint, has crossed over with one of these giant rat prints. But as you look closer, you realise that this human footprint is exactly that. It is a footprint, not a boot print. And this oh. track, as you look at it, it appears that whatever creature has made it has 
a foot which is some strange amalgamation of both rodent and human. Oh, no, this is uh, something interesting, uh, cattle. So, uh, you ask if they're working together, I, I, I think they may be uh, one in the same. It, uh, you see this print here, it's, um, it's, it's neither human nor rat, it's a human rat. Ah. So what are you saying? That something has like a metamorphosis? That it changes? I... Or that it's just something else entirely? Do you mean that it's uh, 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 um, like a were-rat rather than a were-wolf? It's a human foot with a rat. So that's all in it, or...? No, I mean like the foot. Where you take a normal kind of shaped foot, mm. it looks like it's been squashed down. And where it comes from, kind of like the ball of the foot is, it spreads out into like rat toes. This oh, isn't right. where, this is clearly not where you've had a bare foot and then a rat foot on top of it. This is one weird okay. foot. Okay, so <clears throat> I, I don't know, I don't know if where rat is a such a thing. You can see here, there's this, the, the imprint here is the heel, and then. Person rat, uh, transfers those clearly claws. Wow, well, that, that's quite intriguing, but I think it should ring some alarm bells because we're not quite sure what this is. It's obviously a bit weird. We might need to be on our guard. Well, we've got a decision to make here, guys, because, um, I mean, I can get pick this, these things will have left scent, so I could get pickle to track them, but it, do we want to follow them? Well, I'm not going back in that car. Ah, uh, yeah, but 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 we we can go this way and see if we can follow the human footprints, or or we can continue up this way and and end up with the weird rat person thing. Uh, human boots will not be leaving as good a scent as a bare animal foot. So uh, if if I ask Pickle to track, he's going to end up tracking whatever's left that footprint. I'll leave it to you guys. This is one for you. Well, the uh, the bishop asked us to. Find out the, the rat said up. So uh a print we have a print I would say. Right then, well if you're happy yeah. then, guys, I'll get pickle to track we'll get pickle to track it and, 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 and I'll and we'll follow pickle to wherever this leads us. Uh do you do you want me in the lead uh behind pickle or are you gonna go be if Well well normally when pickle's you. tracking when pickle Pickle doesn't move that fast when he's tracking because he's got to keep his nose to the ground to um, to pick up the scent. So it, we, we won't have to move fast to follow him. Um, and if you want him to stop, if you if you shout stop, Pickle will stop for you, Kewin. So uh, you, uh, is there room for us for both be at the front? Well, Caddo, Caddo, it's your dog, and you normally give him his commands. So if I were you, I'd go behind him. Well, I was just wondering if we could go side by side, me and Kewin in the front row. I don't know. Is it wide enough for you to get you both down? How wide? How wide's the passageway? Yes. It's probably about <laughs> three foot. Yeah. Three. Just, just it's wide. Just, just for the podcast listeners, this is like the fish, and it was this big. <laughs> I, 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 I think you find. I think find your, 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 the answer is big box, little box, <laughs> big fish, big fish, little fish, little fish cardboard, cardboard box. box. Yeah. I crap it. <laughs> Distances, give me a break. 
Um, well, just, foot- just say. So, can two of us go side by side? Yes or no? If we can't you go side Cado, by side, it's immaterial. No. Yeah. You and Cado, okay. no. Esther and Laura, yes. It's about three and a half foot right. wide. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Okay. So I'll, t- I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell Pickle to track by scent. So I'll, 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 I'll point to the track, make sure he gets the scent, and then tell him to track. Um, which is one of Pickle's standard skills, so he should be all right with doing that. Um, and uh, I, I will take a lead in front of Kewin, uh, so that I'm nice and close to my dog. Okay. So uh, you're at the front with Pickle, yeah? Okay. So there's only one way to go throughout this passage. Um, and as it's really well lit, you can actually see that ahead of you, the passage appears to be boarded up. And as you get a bit closer, you can see that this has been, um, it's been boarded up um, and there's like something behind it. You can tell from the gaps, uh, there's a tiny bit of natural light flowing through, uh, but there's clearly something behind this, like kind of almost concealing the entrance. Okay, and is Pickle indicating to me that that's the way the thing he's trying to follow has gone? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's nose down to the floor, sniffing along. Um, and yeah, that's definitely where he's following. Right, can you see this, Kewin? The passage is blocked by these boards. Do you reckon we can rip them out? Oh, I'll certainly, yeah. Looks like we'll have to go that way. Uh, it's the only way we can uh, go, yeah, isn't I, it? I, I go back to the cart. A bit of, uh, get the Laura back on a cart. So it's, is this actually like a door? No, no. No, it's a boarding up of the passageway by the sound of it. Right. But it, it looks like it's deliberately been boarded up and then concealed by something. Like something has been pushed in front of this to make it look like it's, you know, conceal it from the outside. So, so yeah, so not so on our side we can just see the boards, but we can tell that on the mm-hmm. other side it, they've, yes. they've kind of put something against it so that wherever yes. we're coming out to, they, they don't want people to know it leads to a tunnel. Yeah, so yes. like it's barricaded. So it, 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 are these boards... It's the way they've been attached to the the, the side of the, however they've been attached. Is it, it, the attachment on our side so that it'd be easy for us to take them down in a slightly covert way, or by looking at them, is it obvious to us that the only way through is to give them a good smashing up? It's clear from where you are that you would not if smashing the boards from your side would not really get you anywhere. Um, and what you can what you can tell is that if from the other person's side looking down the passage you can tell that what they've done is they've put boards up, nailed them. There's only like two or three. And then they've pushed something over the where the boards are. Okay. okay. So, right. so guys, guys, I have an idea. Um, yeah. In Orland, we have a potion of gaseous form. So if somebody drinks the potion, you can go through one of the cracks in the boards and you can get to the other side, cancel the effect... And you can move whatever is there. It's just an idea. What do you think? Our sorceress stowed her precious hat, which wistfully reminded her of home, and roused Rowan from his roost, ejecting him for safety's sake, before embarking on what for her was to be a trial by terror. As always, Esther embraced the spirit of the situation as she slid into the back seat. Ogvar was at a definite disadvantage as Elora flung herself forward, 
deafening him with her incessant hysteria as she placed all her energies into expressing her extreme dislike of the precarious position the party had found themselves in. A very angry Orland experienced Haversack hell as he got jostled and jolted wildly around the ranger's head. All in all, Ogvar did an outstanding job of deftly avoiding disaster as their carriage ride of carnage came screaming to a stop close to their waiting companions, Kewin, Caddo and Pickle the dog. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.